Welcome back to Talking Backwards. I'm Dave Jackson. I'm joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And I'm joined by Hello. Tyler Mullins. By- Hello. That's Tyler Mullins. That's Tyler Mullins. Hey, Tyler. Uh, hey. Uh, this week we're talking about the episode Black Widow, Twin Peaks episode. S- season two, episode 12, 20th overall. It's episode 19. Of any, any, this podcast? No, this podcast. I, <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's like episode 23. Yeah, we're, we're you, moving up Then you said episode 9. Wait, what? I've always done this. Do you not pay attention to what no, I said? No, <laughs> I think it was the way you said it. It's season sound. 2, mm-hmm. episode 12, mm-hmm. 20th overall. Mm-hmm. It's episode 19. Because the pilot is its own. It's always been this way. It's always no, been this it's way. No, it's fine. <laughs> just every time he hears it. It's just the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Would you rather me say season two, episode twelve, episode nineteen? That's what you've overall. been saying. No, that was backwards. Don't say anything. <laughs> I'd like to say everything. That would be better. <laughs> All right. I'd say this uh, episode pretty much keeps up the momentum that we've been writing since we solved the case and started exploring new avenues. I'm going to kick it over to Pat with the stats. Yeah, directed by Caleb Deschanel. This is the last episode of the three that he's directed in the first two seasons of Twin Peaks. It was written by Harley Payton and Robert Ingalls. Uh, that's about all I got. All right. Wow. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> powerful stuff. Uh, speaking of powerful stuff, we are going to go to the Great Northern, where Ben Horn is in his office. Bobby walks in, and we have a Tower of Power that Ben has created here. He was starting to explore the idea of feng shui last episode. Yes, he did seem to invent feng shui last episode. He seems like the kind of guy who has the napkin where he had the idea first, and he'll he'll go yeah. get it and show it to you. Yeah. But he came up with feng shui. It's, it is a pretty impressive stack. Yeah, it is. Balanced symmetrical things that are lacking in Bobby's life. Yeah. I, I do really appreciate that he moved the Ben sign. Yeah. Like I really did not like where it was before. And then when he <laughs> moved it up, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's way more appropriate. That's f- feng shui. Really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Is that, that all really occurs here? I mean, he kind of, no, what? uh, Ben, Ben takes Bobby under his wing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He lets him, uh, or he gives him a job, yes. which is to follow Hank Jennings, photograph him. And tell him something that he doesn't know. Correct. Yeah, he has yeah. heard Bobby's tape and just kind of wants to know what he wants. What was on the tape? It's his conversation with Leo, Leo Johnson about burning down the mill. Burning the mill. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Ben's just fascinated that Leo was able to use the technology. Yeah. I am, too. I bet he could do it better now as a vegetable than Vegetable before. man? Vegetable man! Dishes. Leo's been MIA. On this show, yeah. the last few episodes. Eric Dare is MIA. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby walks out, and there is a woman in a wedding dress running, screaming down the hallway. Yep. And Tyler immediately said, Dougie did. And Dougie do dead. We don't know that exactly for sure yet. Uh, Coop's looking to find himself a place in Twin Peaks. He loves it here. He loves he it. He does. And he's got some time on his hands now. But with no his suspension. income, you shouldn't really be buying a house. Surely he's got savings. Doesn't matter. If you deplete your savings buying a house, how are you gonna pay for anything else? Oh, he'll get a job. He's gonna be a line cook at the double R. <laughs> yeah. He seems confident that he'll have his job back shortly. But he's got his agent and uh, they're looking at some pictures of houses. Yep. Flips a coin between two and it lands on something that was not on the docket. Yeah, the dead dog farm. He's always uh trying his luck. Hmm? He believes in fate. 
I think what really sold him was when he asked about it, he said, what is it? Mm -hmm. And the lady just says, it's a puzzle. People Mm -hmm. don't stay there long. Yeah. Yeah. Coop loves a puzzle. It's true. He do. He's a puzzle doing kind of guy. See, who all is in this next scene with the discussion of Nikki's parents? It is Dick, Lucy, Andy, and Molly Shannon. (laughs) Yep, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon's here. I forgot she turned up in Twin Peaks. It's weird. Yeah, Judy Swain is her character name. Gotcha. Miss Swain. Yeah, she's just there to inform them that he's had a confusing childhood with mysterious circumstances and a lot of misfortune. Yeah, the parents died of mysterious circumstances. And others were murdered. Come right out and said that they died by murder. Death by murder. There's been another murder. A murder most foul. Uh, We're going to take a moment... Or Dougie Milford. Dead Doug Farm? Dead Doug Farm. He has passed. That's enough. Yeah. That was more than That's plenty. (laughs) It it doesn't seem like any kind of foul play. He's just kind of posted up in bed, looks pretty at peace. No, there's evidence of foul play everywhere. (laughs) Oh, not foul play, but but play for (laughs) sure. Play for sure. Copies of the Kama Sutra and mm-hmm. various love novels. When uh, Dwayne comes in to see his brother, he he hands him a book. Was it My Secret Life? Mm-hmm. It? Well, here's your murder weapon. It's obvious. Yeah. She might as well have shot him with a rifle. Blown his True. brains out. Blown his brains out. <laughs> so Dwayne, is, he's got it out for the widow Milford. Yeah. Do we have her first name yet? I mean, this I know is. what it is, but I don't know that it's been said on TV. I don't think it has been said on the show yet. I don't think so either. Let's talk about Hawk. Yeah. Hawk really... Uh, Does he have some uh, suppressed anger about his position? I don't think it's that. I think he just is trying to look cool. Yeah. I think he was just trying to look for cool the, in front of her. For the cute for this widow. Freshly single woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's available now, I guess. Yeah. What about Diane Shapiro? That was a long time ago, man. He Two wrote, weeks ago. He wrote one poem too many. Hey, Two He's we- got in two weeks, Donna and Mike broke up. James and Donna got together and broke up. Cooper got shot. That's not really what I was going for. But, <laughs> but yeah. Breakups. Breakups happen. Yeah. Well, he got a new poem, so he can probably win her back when he was watching Leland. Why waste right, it yeah. on the old old news Shapiro when you could dump <laughs> it on this new woman? Diane in quotes old news Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> old news. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just trying to look cool. He says, when something big goes down, I'm the man. And then Andy opens the door and he falls backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was such an awesome moment. And then it just went downhill. Uh, hot can't catch a break when it comes to trying to look cool. Yeah. We go back to Twin Peaks High. Mm-hmm. Twin mm-hmm. Peaks High. Is that Delta Dawn? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Oh. I was just singing. Um, Coach is telling the story about... <laughs> Some guy who wouldn't put a black man on a team. And yeah. Then he saw Buck Wingate. Saw mm-hmm. somebody run, and then he said, Look at that Indian go. <laughs> All right. It's, the story is to say that sport a sport can be for everybody. It doesn't have to be just for. We, we can expand our minds a little bit and be more inclusive. Yeah. Because he's trying to get Nadine on this wrestling team. And have her be accepted as part of it. To prove herself, she wants to go up against the current district champion, our own Mike Nelson. Mike. 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 
Mike, 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 the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna go on the end of the episode. <laughs> For sure. You started it. You started it. I, no, thought, I, didn't. I thought you were going for a chance. No, I never so started I, you it. You said Mike. Because you said it like low. You're like, Mike. I'm like, Mike. Mike. I did not know I started that. <laughs> I was just saying his name. <laughs> All right, whatever. Nadine kicks his butt. Yeah, he does. All the while, she's trying to ask him out. Yep. And uh, it's a little bit like necking, putting somebody in a headlock and almost twisting their head off. Yeah. I thought for sure she was going to. <laughs> it makes the, like, neck break sound when she flips him. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> she loves him. Mike is not in fine neck. No, he's not. His neck is not okay. He's got to go into traction. He's hurt. Yeah. Walking... <laughs> his head tilted sideways. Like, stiff as a board. Yeah, but by the way, <laughs> stiff as a board. Now we're in school. Yeah. Yes. Now everyone's in school except for Bobby and Andre and James. Well, Bobby's a working man now. He's entered the workforce. He's, he's in, he has. Yeah. He's in business. He doesn't sure. have time for school. Yeah, yeah, he goes up to Donna for help <laughs> with Nadine. He's afraid for his safety. Yeah. And he wants her to pretend to be his girlfriend. <laughs> right. I'm not that good at acting. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're doing fine. You're doing Keep fine, Laura Flynn Boyle. Who, uh, I guess James has finished repairs on the Jaguar or is nearing finishing repairs. <laughs> He's just sitting in a chair playing with sockets. Yep. I know it's one of these. <laughs> it looks like he's like spinning it around like, what is this? Not much to do at the marsh house. The marshlands. Marshmallow land. Yes. What town is this even in? <laughs> it's in one peak. <laughs> we did say that. We determined that, didn't we? Yes, we it's did. It's in only child peaks. I don't like that. I okay. wish it had a, a, just a different name. Marshland. Willyland. What? <laughs> Willyland. Yeah, that's why there's a place called Willie's it, Hideout. It's Town Willies. Willyland. <laughs> okay. And when it rains there. What about? It's wet Willyland. <laughs> Derailed. Um, <laughs> Fine. A man enters the room and introduces himself in a very strange Script. way. What does he say? He says something about things. Yeah. Things old. He asks about the damage to the Jaguar, and James says it can be repaired. He said, what's the good thing? About things. About things. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, sure. What is that? So, well, the line actually makes sense because he's getting to the fact that he is Evelyn Marsh's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's common knowledge that her husband beats her regularly. Once every once a, every fortnight. Once a fortnight, yes. And so when that happens, in order to get even, she breaks one of his things. But those can be fixed. Her face cannot. Yeah, can. Corrective surgeries. All this guy cares about is that he's got the keys to the liquor cabinet. Oh, yep. yeah. What's his name? Something Sloan. Is it James Sloan? No, no, no way. it's not two, not two James. James. His name's Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm Sloan. In the middle. He says, as in Evelyn's brother. Ah, yes. Oh, I would not have made that connection. Absolutely would not have, because no. that is not as in that. No, he's dumb. 
But he's got a job, he's a driver, and he's got keys to the liquor, so he's he's okay biding his time until he has a chance to kill Evelyn's husband. Yeah. Mr. Marsh. Nobody stops Mr. Marsh. James Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too. Nice. At Dead Dog Farm, Coop decides to check the place out. Immediately gleans that there has been a meeting there recently. Yeah, three cars, knows the exact... Model of car. Asked, <laughs> asked the realtor when the last time she showed the place was, or it's been shown, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Says not in the last year. Yeah, but there have been people here. Yeah, Cooper finds baby laxative in the sink because whoever dumped their cocaine cutting stuff forgot there was no running water. There is trace cocaine evidence in the chairs around the table, and he's pretty sure that whoever was here doing this had something to do with planting cocaine in his vehicle. So they're going to call the sheriff, and they're going to get that taken care of. Yeah, that's right. Little Nicky. Quick cut to the Dick Tire Change Picnic. Dick Tremaine. This man is so incompetent. (laughs) First off, we haven't even talked about what he's wearing. (laughs) But he's reading the instructions for changing a tire. He's already taken out one lug nut. Mm -hmm. It's so technical. Then he takes out another one, but in between every lug nut he takes out, He's reading he the instructions. He has to read the instructions. Yes. This man is a moron. <laughs> he's and a, he's wearing... He's a fop. Corduroy shorts. Mm-hmm. Some tan corduroy shorts with a fluffy lined denim jacket mm-hmm. and some tan boots. And little Nicky's wearing the same damn thing. I was going to say, to be fair, so is little Nicky. <laughs> little Nicky's giving him a hard time turning the wheels while he's trying to do it, blowing the horn, getting in his face. The kid sucks. Oh, yeah. So, weird moment, because I I feel like at this point we're supposed to assume that the kid is murderous or in some way illicit. And when the car drops and he thinks it might have hit Dick, he actually looks concerned. It looks like he's peeing. It does look like he's peeing while his back is turned. But when he does turn around and he runs over, it's like, I don't know it seems like a very genuine concern. But I think it would be more shock. Like, I didn't do that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I was going to make the car drop. He could be a spirit. Mm. He did it with his mind. Like the spirit did it. And then after it was done, the crash reawoke the kid. And then he turned and saw what happened and ran over to Dick. (laughs) And gave him a little hug. Make sure he was okay. He needs somebody to be twinning with. He needs him alive. Yeah. Can't twin with a corpse, Maddie. (laughs) What? What? Maddie? Yeah. You can't twin with a corpse. Oh, because Maddie looks just yes. like Laura. Okay. You got there in the end. The kid's name is Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. That's kind of the end I of I don't know what I was supposed to be told in that scene outside of Dick's incompetence as a human. I mean, it was just a setup that he thought he was trying to kill him. That's all. Yeah. I don't know how he got that Nikki had done this from that scene. He thought that he was mad at him because he just made him get out of the car. And stopped that, so he thought he was mad at him for him getting on to him. That's how I took it, that he was mad, and that's why he would have done that to okay. the car. Yeah, yeah I, just, I can get there. That's how I took it. Sure, yeah, we can do that. It just doesn't really read for me. Is you some, need to some, read it. We got some inter- interesting information from uh, one of Garland Briggs's co-workers. Yes, very much so. What was his name? His name was Major Colonel Riley. Major Colonel? Yep. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. It's not. I mean, I, I don't know. His, his name 
is Colonel Calvin Riley. There we go. Colonel right. Calvin Riley. Yeah. So he's asking questions to Cooper about the night of Garland's disappearance. This is at the sheriff's station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asking if there was any wildlife in the area. Uh, birds. Cooper does mention. Owls. Cooper does mention hearing an owl. Owl birds. I like that. Uh, that Riley kind of looks at him. He's like, "Did you make visual contact?" Yes. Was he talking about it's very important the owl. Mm-hmm. I think so. But before Cooper can even answer him, Truman steps in. Yeah. yeah. He's like, just be like, real with us. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> like Let Cooper this happen. Answer him. Let yeah. this happen. I've known Major Briggs for a long time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this, but. That's your Sheriff <laughs> Truman. That's Sheriff Truman. I've known Major Briggs for a long for time. For my whole life. <laughs> now just level with us. Truman is now 80 years old <laughs> and lives on a front porch drinking moonshine. Oh, he's a southern, I don't reckon I know much about kid. nothing, but I know about Major Briggs. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just cuts him off. Yeah, but he Cooper mentions about the deep space garbage that they got mm-hmm. uh, that pertained to him. We do have satellites <laughs> <laughs> pointed to deep space. <laughs> Do it. I don't know why that that made me laugh so hard. Our monitors are pointed at deep space, but the messages were sent from these woods. You know why? Because the woods are wondrous here. Oh, no. And the owls are not what they seem. Also true. That's starting to mean something. (laughs) A little bit. And the woods are wondrous here. I'm still working on that one. But it's very interesting that the... Cooper, Cooper, the owls are not what they see message came from the woods around the town and not from space. Came from the White Lodge. That's what Cooper asks. Mm -hmm. But that's classified, whether or not it was... Just tell him. He obviously knows about it. Colonel, we'd like to help you, (laughs) but you need to give us a little more to go on here. My name's Harry Truman. That's that's Harry, yeah. That's my impression of your impression of Harry. (laughs) It's getting pretty thick. (laughs) Southern draw's really creeping in there. Yeah. So we got uh, James sitting in the car with his cougar friend. (coughs) Evelyn Marsh kind of gloats on his ability to fix vehicles, but also on his upbringing. He he brags on Big Ed. Mm -hmm. He can fix anything. Apparently he's quite the mechanic. Except his marriage. I could have told you. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of ruined marriages, uh, Evelyn starts making out with James. Yeah. Just she as does. her husband pulls up and I shot. Yeah. I, I was yeah. Like, like, yo, I better dip. Need to get out of here. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're caught there, sunshine. She looked at her watch. She said, had it been a fortnight already? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there on time. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there on time. <laughs> On time, man. <laughs> I'm on time. Mm. I'm always on time. Bobby's got a <laughs> Bobby's got a special delivery for Ben Horn, but uh, gets caught by Audrey. Yep. And she is flirty to the maximum. Bobby leans in for a little smoocherooch, and she is not receptive. No, but plays it off. Which makes me feel like her flirtation is devious. Devious. It's advantageous. Because mm-hmm. as Bobby slips into Ben Horn's office, she slips into a hidey hole. They're back. Yeah. Horn it's been a while. We're back holes. in the walls. A little horny hole. So Audrey's in the horny hole, and Bobby walks into uh, the Civil War. A bit of a scene, yeah. Yeah, what <laughs> the, the hell is happening here? Patrick, what's going on here? Before we get into this, Tyler, I need to bring up. Do you remember when you did your uh, AI thing? 
Yeah. The Twin Peaks storylines. Yeah. There's one in there about Benjamin Horn in the Civil War. Oh, really? Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost funny. it when I heard it. <laughs> You'll have to go back and play it, but it's pretty funny. Anyway. Uh, uh, what is going on? <laughs> it's uh, Gettysburg. Even... The South is winning. That's right. It's a little diorama of a Civil War battle. Ben Horn is in his uh, reenactment coat. Yeah. And seems to be very invested in this in setup. The Confederacy. Yep. Little miniature figures. Yep. Ready to go. Super weird. Uh, Bobby has done a good job of getting the pictures that Ben Horn wants. Yep. Information he didn't have. Yep. We can't see what the pictures are from where we are because we're yep. seeing it kind of from Audrey's perspective. Yep. And there's a discussion of money. Mm-hmm. About what mm-hmm. he's getting paid. I haven't actually discussed that. I feel like Seems Ben Horn important. just hands him a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. He's like, consider this your first raise. Wow. I mean, from G-guy. zero to a hundred is a pretty strong raise, but. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. We'll discuss a full-time position. Mm-hmm. And Audrey doesn't seem to like the sound of that. No. Would you? No. 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 No, no. no I don't. Well, let's get no. to a little bit of the bubbly. Nectar no. of the gods. No. The nectar gods. No. Pete popping bottles. So Pete's popping bottles with Catherine. They're about to have dinner with their new maid, Josie, serving them. Josie. And uh, he <laughs> recites a little bit of poetry, and they... Hawk they, could learn a thing or two from this guy. I'm telling you. <laughs> very lyrical. I don't know. Wine comes in at the mouth. Love comes in at the eye. I touch my glass to my lips. I look at you and sigh. It's Yates. Thank you, Pete. Yes. It's very lyrical. It's he's very a, lyrical. He's a poet. The only other toast I know is a limerick. <laughs> he didn't get to finish it, no. and I really wanted to hear it. Pete seems to think that Catherine's being a little hard on Josie, which I think is silly because of all the points Catherine makes. Right. Like, she did everything in her power to ruin her, Yeah. betrayed her, yeah, she's uh she's doing just fine as far as I see it. If Catherine's calling the shots, right? Even making her wear a little maid hat. Yep. Anyway, Catherine sets up a very long toast to herself. Yep. And that's where we leave that scene. <laughs> so now we have Coop talking on this tape recorder to this to Diane. Diane. This per- yeah. So who is it? like I haven't even heard of this person. Diane. Diane. Yeah. Oh, she's uh she's around around. Wait. No, is this that? You've you've seen her. Who the hell is Diane? It's Diane, man. You've seen her. I haven't seen her. You know if her. I've seen her. I'm gonna shoot somebody. She kind of looks like somebody, doesn't she? You know her. All right. What is, what is? So he says, Diane, I'm holding in my hand a nationally distributed newspaper. Yes. My opening move, responding to Wyndham Earl's opening move, was printed in the personal columns per my instruction. But I've already received his response to this yesterday. He anticipated my response to his opening move perfectly. He's toying with me, Diane. So Wyndham Earl has Coop's number. So whatever this game is, it's being played against Coop by Wyndham Earl. He already knows his actions. Yeah. Going to be a formidable foe if he al- it's an antagonist. He also mentions to Diane about the real estate he's been looking at in mm-hmm. Twin Peaks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mentions that it might be a place where a man would make a home or yes. a family. I think mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Things he's thinking about. Yeah. And uh, I believe we have a knock on the door. Yes, none other. Wyndham Earl. <laughs> no. <laughs> he gets shot. Again? Three times. <laughs> Two yeah. through the nostril. It's uh, Aho. <laughs> Audrey Horn, yes. Yes. Audrey's back. She's got the pictures that Bobby bought 
Bobby brought to her. She's talk much. <laughs> uh, Audrey has brought the pictures that Bobby brought to her father uh-huh. to show Coop, and it is fantastic evidence yeah. to kind of to exonerate. Exonerate is the word I was looking for to clear Coop's name. Way to go, Bobby! Bobby did something for once, mm-hmm. but not this. He took the pictures, but Audrey took them. But Audrey from used yeah, them correctly. I know, but still, Bobby hadn't taken him. He could have easily just not taken pictures. That sounds like Bobby. I know. <laughs> so Audrey helps herself to a seat yeah. and asks Coop if this makes them even, since she saved his life, apparently. Mm-hmm. She did. Then uh, there's yet another knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And it's another lady. Yes. Denise Bryson. Mm-hmm. Denise. Has Audrey to- is confused. Yep. Yeah, but she doesn't seem upset at all. No. <laughs> just, just like, okay. You know. Then uh, She was just excited that they have women agents. Mm-hmm. More or less. More or less. Yeah. More or less. Lays a big old smooch on Coop and leaves him yeah. to agency business. Yeah, which um, is nice. So he shows Denise the photographs of Gene Renault, Hank Jennings, and Ernie. The Professor, Professor Niles, and Mountie. Mountie King. Old Mount. Mount. <laughs> and they just happen to be gathered around Dead Dog Farm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Dead Doug. Dead Doug Farm. Farm. Dead Doug Farm, yes. How old is Audrey at this point? 19? 18, 19? 18. Legal. I think um, 18. Um, so is this, I guess we're establishing that Denise is not trans, but just a cross-dresser? That's what it seems like. Okay. Because by expressing interest in females, Cooper seems a little confused. He's like, oh, I thought you weren't going to be into girls anymore. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Yeah. Denise still puts her panties on one leg at a time, if you know what he means. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. You going to eat that pie or just push it around on my china? <laughs> the fuck? That's what Norma says to Big Ed. This yeah. is a scene starts. Yeah, Big, Big Ed's trying to... <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, I ain't, it's I guess I ain't all that hungry. You don't want to hear my problem. Yeah, Ed doesn't seem very happy with his current life situation, and Norma feels strongly for him. They share a tender handhold. Yeah, because he says, remember all those plans we made when we were kids? We were stupid. And who is witnessing this tender moment between two adults? Hank the Tank. Mr. Domino. Mr. Domino. (laughs) Kill. The Domino sucker. Nice. He likes to lick. He does. (laughs) The Domino. Yeah, Hank Hank spots him and... uh, Fiddles with his domino for a second to establish that it is, in fact, Hank. Yes. Before walking away. Because we, we don't see his see, face. Yeah, we never see a face. We just see his arm. I'm also just putting together two. Um, so we cut to Dick and Andy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he calls him Andrew. I'm realizing now this is the second Andrew. He's always called him Andrew. I know. But I'm just realizing this now that there's two Andrews. So another double. Who's mm-hmm. the other Andrew? Andrew Packard. Andrew Packard. Oh, we haven't mentioned it. Andrew yeah. Brennan and Andrew Packard. Yep. It's remix. Re, re, re. No. Remix. Yeah, so he tells Andy that he thinks little Nicky is the devil. And then Andy has a vision of um, devil Nicky. I think it just. It's not a vision. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just puts it in Andy's mind that Nicky lives in fire and wears a devil costume from a previous Halloween. Yeah. Yes. Really weird image, uh, just the superimposed oval 
of little Nikki in the yeah. devil costume. Very bizarre. Incredible. So dumb looking. Yeah. What happens next? Next, Dwayne Milford wants to have a witchcraft autopsy. I don't think witchcraft shows up. <laughs> or what is it? I don't think, that, or that's not the kind of thing that shows, shows up, up on in an autopsy. autopsies. Did you check him for witchcraft? <laughs> no, just be like, no, he tested negative for witchcraft. That would be great, though. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, he's, so Dwayne Milford is still certain that the widow Milford had a hand in his demise, even though they claim it was natural causes. Yeah. And uh, he wants to press charges, but they can't press charges on something that doesn't seem like a crime. But he killed her with sex. <laughs> Apparently. So as they kind of leave the room, we have Hawk, who would like to get a little bit of that Irish that Truman's got in his office to put in some warm milk for the widow. Yeah, but he never goes and gets it. He does never go and get it. Also, everybody just stops what they're doing and stares at her. So she's a spirit <laughs> or some kind of siren that doesn't even have to sing. There may actually be some sort of witchcraft here because these dudes are in a trance. Completely enamored, like immediately. Yeah. Even Doc Hayward. Yeah. Who joins Dick Tremaine for a little bit of poetry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real. Real weird stuff. And until they finish that poem, Hawk just kind of stands there and she's like, okay, guess we're not getting that whiskey then. Yeah. And then Lucy's just in the background like, what the hell's happening? Yeah. Doesn't it go straight to where they're all like gathered around? Because she's trying to page Harry. Yeah. They got it. She got a call. But the station's empty because everybody's in a room with the widow just standing around hoping to hear another story and Lucy's not having that. No, it does seem very much like there is something supernatural at play when it comes to this person, because just the level of enamoring going on around her. I mean, to the fact that I, I'm pretty sure nobody responded to her door slam. I know know that was the cut, but it's like nobody even noticed that the door had opened. Yeah. Yep. Very strange. So uh, coming into the double R here, I noted that there are some dirty boot prints on the ground from the door into the entrance before we see the... It's all Hank. Before we see the lady shoes come in. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Denise. She is coming to see uh, the professor. Professor Niles. Chowing hard on some wings. Chowing hard on some wings. Yeah. Seems like they're pretty good to me. (laughs) M.T. Wentz. Yeah. M.T. who? uh, She pretty much... Sits down with him and says, look, you're a criminal. I know you're doing crimes. Let's just be real and get this over with. What's the meaning of this? Also, a storm is starting during this scene. And it's really loud. So loud. Drowning it. Like, if you didn't have the uh, subtitles on, I wouldn't have heard half of what he was saying. I have a note here that just says storm so loud. (laughs) Yeah. And it continues. Kind of similar to the the Sternwood episode where it's just storming for the last, like. Yeah, it it storms for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they basically just say they're going to use him. Denise is going to be the buyer mm-hmm. of the cocaine. Going to uh, set up a sting. Yep. Sting operation. Should be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Ernie does not realize that Denise is a man <laughs> until no, the very end. Absolutely not. Which I thought he n- knew right when she sat down. Yeah. Well, it, he like looked at her and was like, is anybody noticing that this person's sitting with me? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But. I guess he had no idea. Yep. You're looking at him. Close until him. <laughs> yeah. Looking at him. Which I'm looking forward to that. So Ernie in that scene where they're trying to get information from him just volunteers way more than he needs to and just really, really incriminates himself yeah. Yeah. several times. Before. 
And even though they're saying stop talking, illegal just, things, just things you tell do us for love, illegal things, illegal things. Just tell us what we asked. That's all we need. They tortured me. Yeah, they tortured me. Spilling out all this bull. They threatened my wife. You'll do crazy things for love. Illegal things. Really illegal <laughs> things. They tortured me. Like stop. <laughs> they tortured me. You know. <laughs> so he agrees to help with the setup. Yes. Storm still <laughs> raging. Uh, James Hurley wakes up in his little apartment above. So he, yeah, he can't be the too, garage. Too far the away. Carriage house. But uh, it seems too far away. But it's apparently audible that there is a shouting altercation going on in the main house. How you can hear anything over the storm? I just meant too that he wasn't too far me. away from Twin Peaks because it's storming mm-hmm. there as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The storm's kind of reaching both areas, huh? I feel like sometimes uh-huh. when I call you and it's raining in Chattanooga, it's also raining in Atlanta. So you think he's two hours away from Twin Peaks? At least that was a long ride. Well, he was driving for like five episodes. <laughs> just got on his hog and went. Yeah. Oh, honey. Punches off He'll the headlights. <laughs> Rockets into the dark, <laughs> blind. Dummy. I just like to take my hands off the handlebars and close my eyes and scream and just see where the night takes me. Yeah. Um. So. So Eve's getting beaten. Yeah. Evelyn's definitely. getting Evelyn's getting beaten beaten right now. Fortnite has arrived. Mm-hmm. Um. And the brother. Name? The brother. Yeah. Malcolm. 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 In the middle. I knew it was something stupid. Malcolm uh, comes in from the middle and uh, says, "I'm gonna kill him as soon as I can." <laughs> Yeah. Like, this has been going on for four years, and I'll do it, but I'm going to wait. Yeah. Why wait? James is not going to wait. No. No, he seems like he's going to take action. He's going to get seriously injured and murder someone. Yes. He's going to be like Leland or Bobby. Full circle. Bobby's home. He came home. Yeah. Hadn't been home in like five months. I assume Shelly's still with Leo, mouth or spoon feeding him oatmeal or whatever. I mean, I I also assume that that relationship is just gonna end. It seems like it's over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bobby seems to already be exploring the avenue of Audrey. Once you go into business, it's like being just married, no time for the ladies. So Beth's bummed out about Garland being missing. Yeah. And uh, Bobby shares his recollection about the very cool talk they had at the diner. Yes. Where he saw a good future for Bobby. I yeah. love that. From the dream he had. A palazzo of sorts. <laughs> I just love that that's beautiful white marble. I just love that that's getting brought back up again. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. And then, out of absolutely nowhere, Garland's back. Yeah. There's Looking f- awesome. There's a flash of lightning. Yeah, he's in like old timey. Like super, yeah. Like old timey bi- aviator. Like biplane attire. flying yeah. aviator attire. Did you notice in their living room the lamp? I missed the lamp. It's an owl. Aha. Lamp. It's like a white. A white owl lamp. Oh, Oh, very cool. Yeah. There it is. Yep, that's great. Yep. What does he know? Oh, the things he must have seen. Yeah, yeah, he comes back. He's asks how long he's been gone. He's been missing for two days. He thinks it's been, or it felt like much shorter. Mm -hmm. He asks for a strong cocktail. (laughs) That tells Bobby to put that cigarette out. (laughs) I want you to put that cigarette out, and I want you to make me a cocktail. I thought he was going to invite him to the hug. Yeah, but he definitely did not. No, he is sending Bobby away because Beth asks if everything is all right, and he says, "No, dear, it is not. Not this time. Things are not all right." So we don't know what Briggs has seen or what all that means, but it is definitely intriguing for me. You got that right. 
And that's pretty much the events of Black Widow. Black Widow. So, pretty cool episode. Uh, there are a few memorable moments. And from those, I think we can pull a few damn fine lines of the night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is, excuse me, a damn fine line. Oh, damn, this line is good. Mm. Not of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what's your line of the night? So my line of the night comes from old Pete Martell, who we haven't seen a whole lot out of recently, and he delivers some swoon-worthy poetry to Catherine as they have dinner together. Wine comes in at the mouth. Love comes in at the eye. I touch my glass to my lips. I look at you and sigh. Thank you, Pete. That's very lyrical. It's Yeats. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Awesome. Powerful delivery. It's Yeats. Tyler, what would you say is your damn fine line of this night? Mine is definitely Mayor Milford accusing the new bride of killing his brother. And he has some very nice things to say about it. I want to press charges. Now, Dwayne, you know I can't press charges if there hasn't been a crime. Well, she... Killed him with sex. Uh, how much clearer does it have to be? Quite a theory. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that would you say is your damn fine line of the night. My line comes from Denise Bryson as she's leaving Coop's hotel room. Exactly how old is that girl? Denise, I would assume you're no longer interested in girls. Coop, I may be wearing a dress, but I still pull my panties on one leg at a time, if you know what I mean. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coop, Coop, Not Coop's really. reaction is gold. Oh, man. That's our damn fine lines of the night. Damn fine. Cool. So, as is proper, we are going to lay out our feelings on the episode on a scale of one to five James Hurley foreheads. We've got a little segment we do on the show, and we call it Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. James! Start with Tyler tonight. Um, I've noticed that I'm going to be on a little bit on a downward trend over the past few episodes. Um, I still love it, but it, just not as much as really happening. I feel like they're building some stuff up in this episode. So I'm going to go with three and a half foreheads. Just three and a half. Dave? Yeah, it's a similar thinking where there is some cool stuff in here, but it is peppered in. And the real meat of the episode is just not quite as impactful for me. And while I still enjoy it, I can't score it higher than three and a half, personally. Just three and a half. Not that I don't like it. Just could use a little more hoopspa. I'm going to go with three. Just three. Significantly low there, Pat. Yeah, I mean, just... Just three? Wasn't doing it for me as much. I feel that. Like I said, I still like like 
some of the plot lines. The Garland Briggs stuff at the end was yeah, that, awesome. That, that was my half. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, give me more Major Briggs. Yeah. Don't make him disappear. It can often be a saving grace to throw a little Garland Briggs in there. Absolutely. For me. Yeah. So true. That was Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. Yeah, like you were saying, Tyler, we are kind of on a slope where it's going to get a little harder to keep up with some of the stuff when there's definitely elements that I want to explore more that just don't get enough attention. But it will it will get better. I hope so. I really hope so. So good things to come. Good things on the way. Thanks for sticking, us, sticking with us so far. If you want to let us know about anything we missed, anything that we need to bring up or explore a little more, reach out to us at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Talking Backward. We've got some stuff going on on Instagram. If you want to check out some cool visuals, that's Instagram at Talking Backwards Pod. We're still looking for a board game. Yes, I have a bid in right now on eBay, but I know it's not going to go for super cheap. So if I'm competing with you, just let me have it. <laughs> just give up.